0: I boys, Bill and Chris on the internet one day. Uh, Chris said to Neil, let's make a podcast boy, come on now, what do you think? Who, well, what will this podcast be about? To Neil, let's hear it as I. We got stories that story, people tell each other from Louisiana, Atlanta to the city of Mumbai. Oh, you mean urban legends. And the podcast was urban legends. With Bill and Chris. You take yeah, care, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to Urban Legends, the internet podcast about urban legends and urban legends adjacent things such as myths. I am uh, Studio Ghibli style woodland spirit slash guardian Chris Flynn and with me today is a man who uh, managed to break the bank at the Taj Mahal Casino in uh, in New Jersey, um, basically by t- getting Donald Trump to play a very high-stakes game of snap with him and beating him with every hand. It is Mr... Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, actually. It's bloody How's hot, isn't it? We're in the middle of a sweltering summer here. A in sweltering heatwave. I'm going to get hot next week. Lock up your daughters. Um So, Neil, how are you enjoying... To do- in the money which you uh, which you won off, uh, Mr. Trump, in that game of snap, but which you are playing a uh, quarter of a million pounds a hand, I believe. Yep, yeah, high stakes, you know, yeah. the only way to live. Yeah. Um, and he's got quite slow reactions as well, hasn't he? So it's yeah, a bit like yeah. fish in a barrel. He struggles to articulate the word snap as well. <laughs> and, and you um, a constant monologue about how he has the finest brain in, in <laughs> Christendom. And uh, you managed to bankrupt his already struggling Taj Mahal casino, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, it's not his first rodeo bankruptcy, <laughs> is it? So, but, uh, you know, some glad, people glad some, some people say that pushed him into politics. Any regrets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, you've got that stat money, so. Well, yeah, exactly, you know. I mean, whilst I acknowledge, you know, it was uh, unfortunate for a great deal of people, for me personally. It was weird, it's very fortunate. Actually, yeah. Good day. Yeah. And is it true that the game only lasted 15 minutes? Yes. <laughs> so it was slightly less, actually. I mean, that was... Oh, really? Yeah. Really? That, did you, you let him have a break? That was including the time for him to monologue about how great he was at Snap, <laughs> despite all the evidence of the country. A brilliant snap. I get, I get the impression the he didn't really understand... Rules, <laughs> he just kept going snap. Yeah, yeah no, every, every time. It's not, not, no, clearly not. <laughs> you didn't even have to say snap once, did you? No, he just kept going snap. He just kept going snap. You know, you know, the rules that you normally don't have to put in where somebody says snap and it clearly isn't an identical card. Yeah, then you win the card. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, or Boston snap as we, we call it. <laughs> yeah, <it's> Boston. <laughs> Boston rule snap. <clears throat> Four Clover Snap, yeah, uh, yeah, and that was in Atlantic City, wasn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah. Wow. Twenty
0: card turnarounds, never been seen before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a nice time. Did you get? Did he um, put you up in a suite, or did you just did you just sleep under the boardwalk as normal? Yeah, you know it's where it everybody comes to, isn't it? Nice, no, it's, it's a nice, lovely boardwalk there. Why waste money on a on a suite? On <laughs> just just sat there with like two duffel bags full of cash yeah <laughs> using that as a pillow yeah so well, i hiding that. in plain sight well exactly yeah nobody ever believed that the person like me would have stuck to the gills with dollar bills <laughs> that's how i got away with it well it's uh i believe that there's a documentary coming out on netflix about it I mean, let's the, face it. Netflix, is the, and a lot of shite. Called the 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 billion dollar snap heist. Yeah, take some liberties with the truth, but yeah, it's a, a literally unbelievable story. So, did you um? Th- did they pay you anything for that, or did you get any sort of producer? Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm ex- executive producing that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I who can you the information? Uh, Be- who's playing you in the dramatisations of the scenes? Um, it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon? Yeah. Good choice. I can see it. Is it because it was Boston Snap? Yes, exactly. Lovely. Yeah, I've been been rewritten as an American. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to sell otherwise, is it? Exactly. Don't want some cocky Brit coming in and taking out their MAGA king. (laughs) Exactly. Just some, you know, wise guy from Boston. Yeah. the wise guy would be uh, Matthew or whatever. Uh, it could be um, the Irish mob. Might that be. I might don't be know. I've not seen the final script. Maybe, maybe <laughs> <none> <laughs> of a few notes like that as well. He's constantly talking about Deep Pan Pizza or something. That's I don't Chicago, know. Do well, it? It, think Boston Foods will be like Boston cream pie, I, know, I suppose? Uh, I don't know Boston Foods. Do they have to eat in Boston? It's largely like a big Irish community, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of Irish people. So, I imagine lots of like, lovely stews and things. Yeah, Boston Stool. Yeah. Or um, oysters, maybe. <laughs> oysters and Guinness. Chips, bit of roast, Irish breakfast. Yeah, same as a Welsh breakfast, Scottish breakfast and English breakfast. Yeah, but, but they some soda fowls on the side. Yeah, you've got soda bread instead. Yeah. And um, potentially some bubble and squeak. Is that something you like to eat, Neil? Bubble and squeak? Oh, uh, I've known it for years, to be honest. It's quite nice. It's cabbage Three and eggs, isn't it? A bit of, you know, I've got a bit of cabbage and potato left over, and why not? Lovely. It's got a stupid name. That's what we like in, in that part of the world, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. So, Neil, what the hell are we talking about today? So, we're going to be talking about the, um, the Pendle Witches. Um, so this is this area of, sort of Pendle Hill. Um, Where is Pendle? Is it so in Pendle's UK? in Lancashire. It's, okay. um, so let me uh, let me set the scene with... Uh, I'd love it if you would, if you'd lay it out for me so is, that my mind's eye could see it. Yeah. Let me lay out this vista in your mind's eye. This is on visitlancashire.com, so it's their like tourist website. Um, just, of course, Manchester's in Lancashire, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, famously. So you've got... Um, yeah, Yorkshire and Lancashire, right next door to each other. Oh, there's a rivalry. The All adjust. the way back to the War of the Roses, indeed. And now, just in case uh, any of our international listeners are are confused, what we're talking about, back in the 14th century, probably 14th century, maybe 15th. Um, there were two people vying to two families vying to be the royal family of the U. which didn't exist at the time so I'll just say of England Um, and one of them was from Yorkshire and one was from Lancaster and they're next to each other and to this day they still have a rivalry based on that which is why, say Leeds United football team hates Manchester United and vice versa because of something that happened 700 years ago Yeah, well, Richard the Third hasn't forgotten buried him in that car park. Yeah. Um yeah, it was late 15th century, I think. But um yeah, no, actually I remember someone telling me, I think he was um he was from Leeds or something originally, but he was living in Brighton, he was in some like punk band. Yeah Scotland, Of course. And he said uh ah, fucking I was he was slagging off Man new or something and he's like mm. you know um Leeds fell obviously and uh, more of the roses Neil, never forget <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that. There might have been a shade of irony in his comment but uh yeah. Well, many a true word said in jest. Exactly, exactly. A drunk man speaks a sober man's mind. Good. Right. Excellent. (laughs) So, (laughs) nothing more to say about that. So, visitlancashire.com. Yeah. Hashtag in Lancashire. Mm. And uh, so, we've got a little section here called Visit Lancashire Highlights. There's a caravan park. Nice. There's a, a lounge to relax in called the Berwick. Nice. And some holiday flats. So it makes it sound like it's fuck all in Lancashire. Yeah, I think that's bit... unfair on Lancashire, to be honest. I yeah, think I we'll... mean, to be honest this with just you, seems, This just seems like an advertorial. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd be like, Manchester's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Pendle Hill. Um, so it's, it's most famous now for its links to the notorious witch trials of 1612. But its surrounding towns and villages are a truly bewitching area of Lancashire. Ooh. History and legend has woven a spell over Pendle. God, they're using—they're using—they're using a lot of puns in that, aren't they? Well, it's good. No, it's, it's, nice. Good. it's not yeah. a nice. It's nice use you know, of language. Pendle Hill rises above this ancient hunting ground, once the home of wolves and wild boar, and to this day dotted with tiny hamlets and farms. It is still an untamed place. Of mystery and infamous as the home of the pendle witches who were we'll trying to execute for witchcraft in 1612. So they've managed in two paragraphs to talk about witches there. Yeah. Um, but it does look very beautiful actually. Very you know, a nice kind of scenic... Which, I don't know that any part of the UK is untamed. Well, I... it's that kind of British. Um, it was all kind of like it, it transformed years ago. Yeah. So I mean it's got roads and stuff and shops. <laughs> um I, mean, I, I don't know I, I think I think it is quite um, slightly remote just how ha- yeah I don't I, don't, I mean like, it's a good 45 minutes to Manchester so you know oh yeah I mean look, don't get me wrong it's a good 45 I minutes. Mean, you minute walk can soon get, get somewhere Manchester. but I don't think there's like a you know Sainsbury's on the corner or whatever I mean it's Hamlets and stuff so it's, it's yeah. out the stairs little villages yeah um, and the Lancashire Witches so this is um, 10 people executed in the moors around Lancaster having been found guilty of witchcraft at Lancaster Castle. Um, so we'll, we'll get into those, but I think... I'm, I'm sort of skipping around articles here, Chris. I'm just looking for the... Um, there's quite there's quite a few facets, but I think what we'll start off with is a an article on The Guardian. that um, So we said 1612, so there was actually a 400th anniversary um, 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and it's actually inspired um, a bunch of, like... Um, Novellas and stuff like Jeanette you know, Winston wrote one, and the um, the you know it kind of uh, caused a bit of a um there was they, they, I don't know if you call them celebrations exactly. I don't know how, what, the, what the right term for this is. you know what I mean? But um, you know there there was there was a kind of like a four hundredth anniversary, I and mean, then there was a lot of um, you know people commenting on it and stuff like this. So um twenty twelve, there's an article by Blake Morrison in the uh, in the Guardian, which I'm gonna, Start with. As I so is explains. it in the peak district? Because uh, that's the national park, isn't it? That's... Yeah, I'm, I don't think so, but I'm not. I'm, again, my geography is terrible. I don't, I don't think it's in the peak district. Hendleton Could be. Anyway. Yeah. In the country in Lancashire. So it began ordinarily enough. On a road near Colne in Lancashire, a woman called Alison Device met a peddler called John Law. Alison Device. Yeah. We've got some <laughs> Is she a character names. from Toast? <laughs> well, there's Alison Device and there's also, there's, um, I can't remember if it's Agnes or Anne, there's, a, there's an, I don't know, an Alice Nutter. <laughs> um, and there's someone who's got a really like, mad name, yeah, Dem Dyke. They've all got brilliant names actually. So yeah, Alison does. John Law's pretty good as well. John Law. John Law. He sounds like some fictional cop, doesn't he? Bit too on the nose. (laughs) Judge. Judge John Law. Yeah, this is gonna be one of the Netflix series. We could do John Law and he's just like this really corrupt (laughs) cop. Just take any old bribes. Anyway. Um so, she, Alison DeVice met a peddler John Moore and asked if he would give her some pins. Perhaps she was offering to buy them. More pins? likely, some pins. Yeah. Right. OK. Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? Which will get up to with some pins, Chris? Yeah, she'll be sticking it in a poppet, won't oh, she? Good. Oh, no. Um, but more likely, being poor, she was begging. Right. Whichever, the peddler refused to undo his pack for her and she cursed him. The two-parted company continued on their way. So that, that's ordinary, apparently, but it gets less ordinary now. So immediately afterwards, though, just a few hundred yards down the road, the peddler collapsed with a stroke that paralysed him down the left side and left him unable to speak. He was mm. taken to an alehouse from where a letter was dispatched to his son. Yeah, well, that's why you take people who've had a stroke. To be fair, in those days, I mean, I know we were joking about that guy. We went straight down the pub after a <laughs> couple <after the ghost laughs> of the get, get him a brandy. Get him down a boozer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Down is that In those days, like if you were travelers, I think um, like, it would have been like waypoints and stuff. So, yeah. like if you were traveling, like, the owl house would have been where you would have gone for a bed for the night or a meal or like mm. probably anything else. So, you know, sure, like taking into a private house it probably, would probably would be the simple place to take him, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, let's fetch your son. And by the time the son arrived, the peddler's speech had become sufficiently for him to describe how he'd been bewitched. I've been bewitched, I do declare. So said, have tracked Alison down and brought her to his father. I don't know how he's managed to find her, but anyway. She's just begging on the streets. Yeah, that's true. your spot. Out there begging for pins. You find them on the junction, trying to get free pins. Not coins, pins. Yeah. What she want a pin for? Doesn't sound good. I um, was trying to start up a, um, a dressmaking shop. Next thing, beg for some cloth, then beg for some scissors. Yeah, well, that, that sounds give a, highly, give, a man, yeah. give a man a coin and he can feed himself for a day. Give a seamstress some pins and some cloth and scissors eventually, and she can feed herself and the community. Manufacturing uh, a star for a lifetime. Um, yeah. <laughs> hundred yards of good cloth. yeah. Um, a di a, a a Distribution a network. <laughs> and she could feed herself for a her lifetime. Yeah, it's very true. I think there's a pithier version of that somewhere, but I can't remember what it is. Um, I believe that's how Versace started. Yeah. Begging for pins Begging on the streets of Milano or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's the king of fashion. Because he's, you know, he's gone right from the bottom all the way to the top. Well... And I don't know the listeners can't see this, but you you, you always dressed head to toe in Versace, aren't you? Absolutely. Got your Versace I cap to top, back else. to front, back yeah. to front cap. With your Versace bandana underneath. Yep. Yeah. My Versace handbag. Versace handbag. My Versace jean shorts. Your Versace tie high boots. Yep. Yeah. My Versace sandals with Versace socks. <laughs> My have tried to sue me several times to get me to stop wearing this arching. Yeah. You tanked the share price, didn't you? Yeah, several times. <laughs> That's why you're not on social media. I are <laughs> the op- opposite of a model. <laughs> In many ways, a little bit like a witch myself. I managed to <laughs> that brand. <laughs> <laughs> i live my life the way I see fit. Well, um, oh, you, you know, if you don't want people wearing it, don't sell it. Exactly. Yeah. you've got all you know you've got all that pod money coming in filling your pockets go out and buy all the Versace you want exactly don't you worry I'll there. um there so she begs, begs forgiveness to the father but he was unappeased and the son reported her to a local magistrate Roger Now, a very religious honest gentleman mm. who set about interrogating her goes hand in hand absolutely <laughs> only the finest of people I mean, this is the funny thing, because there's a whole kind of... I was unsure at the start um, whether to make this about the kind of... Because there's kind of the urban legend of the um, Pendle Hill itself, because it's kind of like um, regarded as a bit of an area that's a bit spooky and stuff. There aren't many tales, but one of the ones 40 years after these witch trials, um, I think his name was George Ford, but basically the bloke who invented the Quakers, he called that Pendle Hill, had a vision from God, and that's said to form the Quakers. We're having a little look here at Pendle. So it's quite close. It's close to Burnley and Blackburn. It's just north of them. Okay. And uh, they've got a ski club up on the Pendle Hill. They've got Mm. um, one of those uh, artificial ski slopes there. Yeah, we go down like the um, plastic runs. Yeah, so that's nice, isn't it? That's all right. Yeah. And um, to be fair... (laughs) To be fair... Um, literally less than a kilometre from Pendle's is a McDonald's. So I'm not sure how untamed it it is, but, you know, in a barrow. Yeah, of course. I think, you know, whatever. Um, Anyway, so at this point, the story becomes stranger. Alison not only admitted having bewitched a peddler with the help Mm. of a black dog, which had offered to lame him. She also recalled how her grandmother, Nana's Dendike, had initiated it into the malefic arts. The malefic arts. The malefic arts is you know, being a witch, as now pressed, increasingly lurid tales came out of how the black dog had first appeared to Alison, had first appeared to Alison and did with his mouth suck at her breast a little below the paps, which did remain blue half of a year. Well who but did? The black dog. Oh, right, so she was suckling a black dog. Yeah, she had That's yeah, fair dog. enough. You know, have a, have a little... Uh, well, why not? Suck. Um, milk turned sour and cows falling sick and children bewitched to death. And <laughs> then there's this enmity between... <laughs> bewitched to death. <laughs> oh, it's so bewitching. I just keep making them watch that sitcom. Didn't... Um, wasn't Larry Hackman in, in that Bewitched? I've not really said much of it. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like they changed the, the husband halfway through or something. Anyway, I can't really remember. Doesn't, matter. Doesn't um, matter. Yeah, and there seems to be this enmity between these two families. So there's the Demdikes and the Chattoxes. Right. So the enmity between Demdike and her deformed daughter, Elizabeth and a neighbour called Anne Whittle, bracket Shattox. I don't, I don't know why they call the Demdokes and the Shattuck's is, because none of them seems to have that surname, but, you know, whatever. Um, and her daughter, all of whom were witches living in Pendle Forest. So there's a lot of witchery going on between these two families, apparently. All After right. further interviews, now sent all four of these women to a weight trial in Lancaster, leaving Elizabeth at her, her home, Malkin Tower. The thing about Malkin Tower, Chris, it's yeah. basically a college. Okay. But on Good Friday, uh, they stole a the sheep from a local farmer and had a Good. few boozes. Yeah. Elizabeth and her mates and, they, and the neighbours conceived the plan of travelling 40 miles to Lancaster, blowing up the jail and freeing the Pendle Four. Right. What were they doing with the sheep? Did they eat it or something? Yeah. They stole what? it from a farmer. And they're like, well, I quite fancy a bit of rest land this Sunday. So, well, where are we going to get that? Yes. There's no, no Tesco's. This is Pendle. Even 400 years since the nearest thing going to be a McDonald's about a mile away. Um, well, how would you know that? And I said, Well, pre because I'm a witch. Yeah. Um, but I saw right. I saw it in this sheep's entrails, yeah. But we'll just steal that lamb from the local farmer, that'll be fine. So, you know, probably not good neighbors. You no, know. it doesn't sound like it. Now, apparently, it's unlikely that they've acted on the plan, but now, now hearing word of it, was taking no chances. Fifteen more men and women were charged sent for trial. It doesn't say how he found out about it, so the must have gotten really pissed and stuff. Yeah, let's go blow out blow the jail. Blow out that gun. Yeah, Too come right. on. Where are we going to get dynamite from? It's sixteen twenty <laughs> or whatever. I'm yeah. well, pretty. I mean, I mean, gunpowder was around, but it would, no, have been pretty, yeah. would have been hard to get your hands on, wouldn't it? Um, you you could potentially fashion it. So, well, I mean, um, what is it? it's like Saltpeter. Saltpeter we you'd have used for curing meat, so that potentially might have been available. saltpeter? Yeah. For curing meat? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of its main uses. Mm. Um, you, guano, it. you need some guano. Uh, no, is it carbon, saltpeter and um, sulphur? For the nitrogen. Don't you need nitrogen? No, no, it's, it's three. Um, gunpowder is um, sulphur, saltpeter and carbon. Okay. The carbon's just coal you ground down. Yeah. Um, sulfur, you can probably get hold of. And, uh, yeah, it's easy, isn't it? Just go. Salt go down to McDonald's, get your salt. Sol- yeah, exactly, uh, yeah, get your sulfur. Sulfur, sulfur nuggets. I don't know, but um, this was after the, what do you call it, the gunpowder plot. So, but yeah, it would, I mean, it wouldn't be that easy to get hold of, but well, I think, was it I think after it the gunpowder plot. Yeah, gunpowder plot was. Um, it's, I think it's before. It's no, it was no one 1612, this is well after the gunpowder plot. Right, let's have a look. I'm having a look now. You carry on. Oh, 1605. Yeah, oh, there you go, seven years before. I thought it was earlier than that. Um, oh, yeah, it would have been James the first. A gunpowder was... would very much have been in vogue. Yeah. So yeah, you know, no, It would have been in. the hot ticket. It would have been the bubble tea. Everyone would have wanted wanted some the bu- the bubble tea or whatever they call yeah. it of the time. Kids have crying you- at Christmas if they didn't get some gunpowder. <laughs> um, have you ever had any of that bubble tea, Neil? No, I haven't. I keep hearing about it. What, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. So, well, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's tea which has which has bubbles filled with liquid in it. I think. You know, like you used to get for baths, like the bubbles that add oil in. Too. No, not jacuzzis. You used, to, you used to get like little balls, which were filled with like oil and you put them in the bath and the coating would dissolve and then you get the nice oils in the bath to make what? your skin all nice from body shop or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, uh, no, I've never had it. Um yeah, no. I've have never even seen a shop where they sell it to you, Oh yeah, the, you can get it in the North Lanes. Obviously not going to the right places. But, um or you no, like, you are going to the right places. Yeah, well, one or the other. I um, know, people enjoy it. That's fine. Mm. I'm supporting it. I might like it after I I don't know. Um, but yeah, i I'm gonna go out of my way to do something. there. Nah, yeah. So right, where where were we? Where were we? Um yeah, I mean, whether they would have been able to get... Gunpowder, gunpowder, uh, powder, is, who knows. It's is, is the big, it's is trending. Yeah, it's, it's trending now. It's, you know, getting loads of tweets about gunpowder. Yeah, hashtag um, gunpowder. Hashtag gunpowder, hashtag Pendle. <laughs> team Pendle, hashtag team now. Um, so the trials took place over two days. The jury asked to consider a variety of offences, including murder and cannibalism. Right. Crucial to the proceedings was a testimony. Based on what? Well, you'll find out. Crucial to right. the proceedings was the testimony of nine-year-old Janet DeVice. Ah, uh, children. So being, the most you know, reliable witnesses. witnesses, Yeah, as we know from the satanic panics and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and just and just asking a child anything. They just love a lie so her, whose mother Elizabeth outrageously cursing against the child in a fearful manner had to be taken away before the evidence could be heard so basically when the little kid starts grasping her mum up she starts screaming and cursing her grasping her own mum up yeah oh so standing on a table in front of the court Janet testified against her mother brother and grandmother along with others who gathered at Malcolm Tower so the judge discounted the evidence of an old, older child witness against three other alleged witnesses but Janet's modesty and innocence were taken to guarantee her reliability. The court was impressed. So, as a result, ten of the accused were found guilty and hanged above all okay. of Lancashire. Good. Um, so, you know, justice was served. Chris, don't worry about it. I know you were worried about that. I was worried. I was worried. I felt. I thought that maybe in sixteen twelve that. Um, the loony left might have been in charge, but thankfully you know someone had the common sense to to hang them all based yeah, on not on the words of a small child. <laughs> it's compelling evidence no it's you know kind of family values we you know we need to get back to quite frankly hundred percent yeah, bring about the seventeenth century for oh so many reasons um so Demdike had already died during a full months in prison, although it pleased God out of his mercy to spare you at this time. Justice Bromley told those who were acquitted. Yeah, without question, there are those among you that are as deep in this action as any of them that are condemned to die. So even the ones that, you know, got out of it, he was like, yeah. So you got lucky this time. Yeah, you got lucky this time, boss. Yeah, <laughs> my hands were tied by uh, <laughs> by the fucking law, but I've got my eye on you. Yeah. He was a good cop. He played by the rules. But, he was, you know, yeah. See, that's the problem, you know, what are you prepared to do, Chris? You know, as a witch finder general. Yeah. If you know that the witness is definitely a witch, well, you know, are you gonna are you gonna fake the evidence if you have to. I'd be I'd be planting evidence left, right, and centre to. to be honest. You to. Yeah. Because you know, um, you know, some doing something bad is sometimes less is the lesser of the two evils when you're actually dealing with evil. The well, problem problem as well with having to you know your clearance rates on made up crimes. Tend to be very low if you, if you're dealing with them in an orthodox fashion, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you, you, you've got to you've got to rely on the testimony of nine year olds or, or, or plant evidence, you know, whatever's, whatever's going to get you, get you through and get your clearance rates up. Yeah, you're absolutely, gonna, you're bust I mean, down on the witch crisis that's happening throughout. I Pemberg. mean, I've I've always considered the, the the kind of law to be more of a guide, really, rather than kind of a hard and fast thing. Yeah, it's just you know. So, you know, yeah. so no it's um it's 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 a nice it's a nice it's, it's a methodology for those without the imagination <laughs> to go their own way really isn't it you know if you're a bit and, of a plotter, if you're a bit pedestrian then yeah by all means you know yeah stick to the law you know that gives you comfort yeah you, want, you know what you're doing but you know for those of us who, uh, those, who, us who those of us who actually uh care about Care about humanity and, and people's souls, then sometimes you've got to get a little creative. Mm. Can't make a moment without breaking a few eggs. Yeah. Right. So, um, so many. <laughs> you say like, that every episode. <laughs> I know. It's one of my <laughs> endearing <laughs> phrases. I um, ah, no, can't do this stuff. did not do the no, um, I do like a big play show. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's another yeah, one. That's another one that's constantly <laughs> repeated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. Um, so there are similar witch trials Mind you uh, no, I can't I can't really mind you, I think. Um you do you did try and have a, I don't know, it was a what was, what was your um your words to be buried by? I can't remember that. Oh, but the soil is fertile here. Oh yeah. The soil is fertile here. I can't believe you remember that. But. Of course I do, it's my catchphrase. Yeah. I use it all the time when I'm when I'm at the shops. Yeah. You know, they, they go, oh, can I pay by cards? Yeah, that's fine. Beggy for pins. The soil is fertile here. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. Thanks very much. Ta-ta. Good day. I'm yeah, not fun. allowed in a lot of the shops anymore. You're not? Know, <laughs> no. I just get annoyed constantly saying things. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking, I... Right. Don't know what's wrong with them. Is it that and the lack of clothing? It's that and the lack of clothing. Look, at the end of the day, I'm trying to inject some uh, fun into quite a miserable, miserable time in our country, and um, you know, people are a bit people are a bit sniffy about it. So, it's up to them. I'm not harming anyone, am I? Apart from the people I harm, yeah. But that's Only- not ne- that's not necessarily the same group of people. No, I mean, you could argue that, you know, it's your fun at the expense of them giving them misery. But, um. well, yeah, but I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff they do brings me misery. So, you
1: know, you don't know, like the, it, maybe don't run a
0: shop. Exactly. <laughs> like, like. You know, a line drawn in the sand, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. The, the same. There's quite a few witch trials took place in Europe, America before and after um, 1612. And in fact, there was a second case in Pendle in 1634. So 22 years later, when the adult genit device so the kid who, um, yeah, she would have been 31 at this point, who, who grasped up a mum and got her convicted. You think was she was accused of being a witch and had ah, the child? Gutted. Although she and her companions were acquitted. So you know they don't they don't just you know it's proper proper trial here Chris you know they don't just accuse and then get you know no so they yeah so they were acquitted yeah well they go see system works the system does work and um, so yeah there were quite a few witches put to death before the law against witchcraft was finally repealed in 1736 um, but the Lancaster case remains the most notorious because of the number involved. So it's 15 people that they killed up then? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, oh, no, 10, 10. 10 were found guilty. So oh, five. People play faster than lose the figures. Some people say 27, but but it's 10. So there were four originally, and then they... I think there were... Um, there, there were 19 accused, and 10 of those... You accuse. Accused. Accused and retired. So the Pendle Witches didn't conform to modern stereotypes. So spells were cast, clay images, with pins, and supernumerary nipples or warts the mark of the devil diligently searched for. But there were no broomsticks, steaming cauldrons, pointed hats. If you've got a third nipple, then that means you've been cavorting with the devil. Yeah. The devil. He's, he's a kinky fellow, the devil, isn't he? He likes he is, to, yeah. He likes, he's yeah. a big fan of... Um, is it Blade Runner? Oh no, uh, Total Recall. That's it. Oh, right. I was going to say. He's a big fan of Total Recall. I'm trying to figure out how Blade 1 ties into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's mainly because of the uh, three breasted prostitute. That's exactly so, it. Yeah. That's the, yeah. the nipple. I mean, he's he's a fan of Arnie, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> he the devil and Arnie like that. Careers you know, have peaks and troughs in the devil's opinion. <laughs> well, he got him. Uh, he got him into the Senate, didn't he? Of course. Yeah. Governor of California, most batshit fucking. <laughs> they love putting ex ex actors in charge, don't they? Well, I mean, fucking is it any more than Reagan becoming the bloody president? You know. Well, Arnie couldn't become president, could he? Because he wasn't no, born he's in not the USA. Born an American in order to become. Otherwise, he blatantly would become president. Of course, that's that's, that's right why Obama should never have been allowed, isn't it? Hmm. Because he was born in, I don't know, wherever, Crawley. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so actually, yes, yeah, so this was 80 years before the um, Salem Witch Trials. So yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, and then it just goes on. Um, we make fashions in this country, Neil. We don't follow them. Exactly. You yeah. know. It's good, good to know we're ahead of occurred from that made up crimes. Although it sounds like. So from so, I'm going to move to the wiki page now just to talk about some of the other characters involved. Okay. So did she end up? Yeah. So one of the one of the ones that was um, that was alleged to the witch and um, did in fact get accused and hanged as a result of the kind of witch hunt um, was an Alice Nutter. Mm. And they put a statue of her up in the, um, for the, for the uh, 400th anniversary. Right. So, unlike many of those accused of witchcraft, she was a member of a wealthy family and owned land, of, or who owned land in Pendle. How do you do? But she was accused of being present at the witch meeting on Good Friday and later on causing the death of Henry Milton. She right. was accused by the nine year old girl as well. For oh, fuck's sake. She protested her innocence, although I was uh, uh, pretty guilty. What was wrong with this kid? Ironically, the nine-year-old kid was the one genuine witch. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, all flagging a few years
0: later, and then she managed to... Um, get off on a technicality. Get off on a technicality, yeah. Yeah. Well, she'd used all the the money that she'd got witching to hire some really, really good lawyers. Exactly, Yeah. Yeah, shut it all down. Yeah, if um, the if the broom don't fit, you have to acquit something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what you're probably thinking, Chris. You know, at this oh, you trial, don't. you know, if they have hmm. access to lawyers or right to call witnesses, they're yeah. probably going to be able to use their witchcraft to um to you know sway the trial. It wouldn't be fair, th- would it? It wouldn't be fair, no. But but don't worry about it. The accused were denied access to lawyers or the to School oh, witnesses. Good. So sorted that out. Good, yeah. good justice. Yeah, if you um, don't want you don't want the trial to be unfair. Yeah. So uh, subsequently hanged at Gallows Hill. Um, yeah, and the other ones were Anne Whittle. And, and what, what kind of stuff did they get up to at Gallows Hill? <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't. There's not a lot of... Just hanging. We've was... just got a hill that we hang people. Yeah, and... just hang people there. Um, well, hence the name. I'd hate to be hung, Neil. Um, if it's one of those ones where you just literally get your neck straight off. Yeah, but it rarely, but it rarely does. Well, there was... also was I've it? got a really big, thick neck, like a yeah. like a pig or something. But <laughs> well, it was the guy Pierre Point, whatever name, was, the last hangman in Britain. Apparently, he he was so expert, he could always sure that they would sort of die straight off. But I imagine, we, you know, just like some bunch of village bumpkins, yeah, they were probably just hanging, in, like, slowly suffocating. I say that about I say that about hanging. I think to be honest, I'd hate to be uh put to death by the state in any form, really. Yeah, I think uh yeah, execution the start would be uh, yeah well, well obviously it would be I mean, electrocution I think would be worse. Um at the state would definitely be worse. Yeah. Um so yeah I mean firing yeah. squad maybe maybe I mean Let's not go too deep into this. And do you know what? After hearing this, I might have to tone down my witchering. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, to be fair, kind of with how things are going in this country, I could see witch trials coming back in the next three or four years. If the Tories win the next election, then they'll start bringing back witch trials, that kind of stuff. Uh the amount of witches on benefits Chris, unbelievable. Oh, I know, and they don't—they de- don't declare the money that they get for potions. They cursed Johnson to make him lie about oh. a lot of stuff. <laughs> he wanted to tell the truth, but he couldn't. He couldn't. couldn't him, no. could he? They were using the using to get him yeah. to do stuff. Yeah, D- dirty, stuff. dirty lib <laughs> witches. Yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, took a bundle of straw and stuck some pins in it, and they were still telling lies. Um, so, so, Legacy of Alice Nutter. So, in 1982, one of the members of the music group Chumba Wumba. Yes, them? I Get Knocked changed Down, I up Alice again. By Up Again. Yeah, I mean, that was the only kind of famous... The they, they went for years before that, though. They did, that and that one. song was actually... They changed all the words to that. The original one was uh, a song about... Um yeah, you know, I get knocked down, I get up again, never keep down. The original song, when they changed the words and then it got a chart and was a political song against Saddam Hussein, and it went, let's on him down and shoot him in the head, instead of let I get knocked down and get up again. I've heard the original. It's quite a, quite a different song. Mm. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is very political. You know, kind of like mm. yeah, very sort of uh... Yeah, strong strident views, um, which seemed quite mild now in comparison. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, one <laughs> well, of I think I'd, I'd heard somewhere that the, the lyrics they ended up doing apparently was, they were watching some guy who lived in a flat next to them or something like that. He was like so pissed he just kept falling over, and he was like singing Danny Boy, and he just kept falling over and couldn't get to get into his place. Mm. Yeah, so all been there, all been there. Um, and anyway, they've now put a statue of uh of Chumbawamba. In roughly. So name, name, Somebody name, change their name in Chumbawamba. And they put a statue of Chumbawamba up. Yeah, in put, the well, I, I imagine there's a statue of Chumbawamba in Bolton or wherever they come from. I imagine there's one. There should be one in every town centre. Yeah. There's was a 1990 novel, Good Omens, by Terry Pratchett Neil Guyman. You may have heard of it the TV yes, version and it, not that long ago. I saw the TV, yeah, the TV version was on uh, Amazon, wasn't it? with yes. um, yeah, Agnes, David, David, David Tennant, Tennant and, and um, Michael Sheen that's it yeah, it, was it was okay It's alright yeah um, yes yeah, so there's an Agnes Natter in that and an Atoma device it's like her. Um, I think she's like the modern de- modern uh, Descendant or whatever right yeah Jeanette Winston published a novella around this I could say for the 400th anniversary so you know there's some, some not people jumping characters. on jumping on board yeah well because it, it does... I mean, it does appear, apparently, around the time... they us get on the nutter train. There was a living... Well, exactly. There was a living to be made, either pretending to be a witch or accusing others of being a witch, of, you know, according to the, um, to the witch page. Well, I can... Yeah, so I can see how both both sides would play that. So if you're pretending to be a witch, people would give you some money to curse other people or whatever, or perhaps for love potions or that kind of shit. And presumably if you accused someone of being a witch and it went through trial, you might have got a bit of money from like the witch finders. We might have got some of the dead person's stuff. Yeah. It's good system. I get the impression that they were, um, there was a bit of beef between these two families as well anyway. because um, so, so So just to clarify for me, so. But were both fam- I, which so were both families accused of being witches? Yeah, there was a child and mixture they accusing of the of each other. And they, so I think the nine-year-old kind of like is is the one that gets the thing, but they they basically kind of like I think so just had beef and months like mudd the, the wiki bit so, duh, duh, duh. so she so Alison confesses, yeah. Um, and then her brother said that she's confessed to bewitching a local child. Um, so it's tit for tat. Yeah, so we questioned about Anne Whittle, the matriarch of the other family, reputedly involved in witchcraft in and around Pendle, that may have seen it as an opportunity for revenge. Yeah. So they there was bad blood between the two families. Um, apparently- well, I mean, I mean like, I'm, I'm quite a forgiving person, but you can imagine if... 10 people had been hung for fuck all, like a lot of them were members of your family. You could, you could, I can see how you might have a thirst for revenge that need to be, be slicked. Well, well, this is what led up to this sort of like the, um, the 10 being killed because mm. it was, it was members of both families, um, they got accused and, and hung. All right. apparently, so they're, they're basically accused. No of, one wins uh, in the trial, exactly. You know, prisoner's dilemma. Um, but apparently it might date from in 1601. A member of Chetham's family broke into Malkin Tower, right. which is the cottage where the device yeah. is. why they call it Malkin Tower, who knows, and stole goods worth a pound, which is around 115 quid these days. Say. like a PlayStation or something, yeah. So, on the, sec- was- on the second, you know, on the black market now, yeah, you exactly. know, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, I've been fencing goods for you for a long time. You know what I'm talking about. You see a window open sometimes, you've got a nick in and see, you know, free walking around money. Exactly. That's, that's how you, that's my, that's my cash machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically asking for it. Yeah, so um, Alison accused Shattuck's of murdering four men by witchcraft. So they, she claimed that her father had been so frightened of old Chattox that he'd brewed yeah. together eight pounds of oatmeal each year in return for her promise not to hurt his family. He oh, the meal until the year of his death. So, like a protection racket. Yeah, exactly. So you know, because you basically you're going to have a bunch of people there. There's nothing new, is there? Like, like all of this, it's like you know, like the mafia or whatever do, or whoever, like whatever mobs doing protection rackets. It's been going on since the dawn of time. By yeah, so it it almost looks here like it's just basically. a shame if if, uh, the tower burnt down, wouldn't it, Governor? I'd be a if the devil came and possessed you during the night and ate <laughs> all your kids, wouldn't it? I'd hate to see that happen. Oh dear. Gives maybe maybe pin, I yeah. could maybe I could help you out. i I had a few pins and I don't know, eight pounds of oatmeal a year, so I wasn't so hungry, I could probably do something for you, dearie. Which is yeah. about which is about a thousand quids worth of oatmeal, isn't it? Uh yeah. About I mean, no, I presume that's not the way it's the uh yeah. 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 That's- it's not a lot, actually. Eight pounds of oatmeal a year. She's not going to get a, not going to get a lot of feed now. Well, it's a thousand quid's worth. No, it's not monetary value. Like literally eight pounds, as in um, three no. and a half kilos. No, that's not enough. That's what, that's what it says here. Eight pounds as in lbs, rather yeah. than really. Yeah. Oh, that's. just so yeah, that frightened. I or have, it, or didn't yeah. have a lot of oatmeal himself. Yeah, have it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. nothing. I'm an oat farmer, mate. Yeah. So you know that's that's strange, but there you go. Nothing makes sense in any of this, Chris. And, <laughs> just, a yeah, really, just a really, just a just a really derisory amount. It's like just yeah. a power play. Yeah. it's like it's, it's like going up to someone and going, "I'll tell you what, I'll protect, I'll protect you, uh, you know, because otherwise some terrible things will happen." Oh no, right? Oh God, how much do you want? I'll have, I'll have fifteen pounds a year, thanks do you know what I mean oh okay fair enough yeah fine there you go it. yeah I'm get, can I pay you monthly <laughs> one pound a month no oh, you must do it every year in total oh, fair enough It's basically a week's worth of oatmeal for me so yeah, yeah it's fine mate go without that week I mean you could to be honest, you could have just asked if you're if you're doing like that badly that you need it like just you know just ask it's fine, don't be embarrassed, you don't have to threaten to curse don't you don't have to threaten to have the devil come in and kill me up like if you if you're that down if you're out on your uppers, then that's fine like i'm I'm happy to share so that's kind of like um so it does seem like basically a couple of like minor criminal families who are kind of feuding and uh, yeah. You know, there probably was a bit of either. Well, I mean, it sounds in a way, because some of them did actually plead guilty and do seem to have believed. I think some of them might have actually think that they were in league with the devil and oh, curse right. people. I'm not quite sure what was going on. So it's, you know, quite often you see with these things, it'll be just like somebody who's. You um, that delicious ergot, which was on the oats that he yeah, was handing probably. out. <laughs> yeah, this is quite trippy oats. You only, I mean, I can is, fly you have more than eight pounds of that a year. You must start believing more than fucking witches. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just like, they could have been sort of small, talk, rather than just being like, you know, um like natural healers and things like that, and you know about properties of herbs and sort of like, you know, get get accused because they live by themselves of them um, being witches. It feels like they're more kind of like a couple of... Being, being, nice, being nice to animals rather than torturing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Witch! So, Guilty of something, Chris. Well, some of them were anyway. I think, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know how... It doesn't really explain how, for example, Alice Nutter gets involved with these people. Well, apparently she, she was at the meeting. Yeah, well, she was at that meeting when they were getting pissed and threatening to sort of... But how she became friends, like the fact that she owns... Because they, you imagine they're like a small-time beggar. Slumming bosses, it, wouldn't she? Yeah, she just enjoyed hanging out with them. Or just wanted to go and get pissed. I mean, it's fuck all to do. So, they're, all, they're all having a party. Yeah. Invite you along, why not? Come along. Nothing better to do. To do yeah. It. Little did she know. Yeah, wrong place, like, wrong place, wrong time now. So just talk a bit more about the legacy then. So so yeah the, Yeah, because it actually says here, historian John Swain has said that in outbreaks of witchcraft in and around will demonstrate the extent to which people could make a li- living either by opposing as a witch or by accusing and threatening to accuse others of being a witch. Witch. You know, it could have been a trade like any other, albeit with significant risks. Yeah. Um, albeit, you know, it's implicit in much of the literature on witchcraft that the accused were victims, often mentally or physically abnormal. Um, yeah. But for some, it's just like a trade. Um, and it's like making a living from healing, begging, and extortion. Yeah. But so well, now... Tough times, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you've got, you know, a farm or whatever, you've got, nothing, you've got, to, do, you've got to do what you've got to do to survive, I guess. Yeah, and there wasn't really, you know, I mean, if, you'd, if you had some knowledge of, like, herbal medicine, then, you know, that would have been a very useful thing for, you know, it's not like they could have popped down the hospital. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would... It would have been a very useful skill to have. Oh, and, I think I, yeah. and I think there's probably some jealousy involved in that as well. Could well be, yeah. And you know, that people living an alternative lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. people won't like that. Don't like it. Don't, don't like somebody doing something that they might like to do themselves. Um, let's get There was something else on here. Um, what was on here? Oh yeah, and that, this is the um, the other thing. So, sorry, let me just get a an article from the Lancashire Telegraph. So, you know, in case you were thinking it was an unfair trial, Chris. Well, I'll have you know. Oh, it wasn't. No, I think they dotted all the eyes yeah. and crossed the t's. Well. Indeed, they did, because uh, the government in 1997, Home Secretary Jack Straw, <coughs> decided that the convictions of 10 women and one of their sons for Satanism in 1612 should stand. Good. Pendle MP Gordon Prentice said, tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime, <laughs> including witchcraft. Pendle MP Gordon Prentice and his constituent... If Jim you skier. want a witch as a neighbour, vote Labour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coalition <laughs> of chaos. Um, you know. Keir we can't Stein go on like A bunch this. of witches <laughs> driving on. I mean, it just shows you, like, what a weird position Labour were in when, for the brief halcyon days that they were in charge where Jack Straw has to kind of (laughs) uphold, (laughs) uphold the trials of some witches from 400 years previously just in case the Daily Mail start a campaign saying that he's soft on crime. <laughs> entirely possible. Well, here's what they said. So Mr Straw's deputy, Alan Michael, told Mr Prentice, as one of his last actions between taking over of Welsh Secretary, there's no case for the pardon. He said the Pendle Witches were apparently convicted according to the law of the time, harsh, yeah. though it seems, by modern standards. Mm-hmm. And as I've indicated, the Home Secretary would generally consider intervening in a case only if new evidence came to light which showed conclusively they didn't commit the crime which they were charged. On the base of the material we have seen, Depend on which is does not appear to be one where it would be appropriate to recommend a posthumous free pardon. I mean, so he, could have, he could have also just said, we're not going into this, it was 400 years ago, we've actually got a country to run. Yeah, that would be another, another <laughs> way of dealing with that. <laughs> it was raised by an MP, so I think you've got time. Um, Ugh, yeah, so God. there you go, so held up held Trying up in 1997. Trying to raise his profile with nonsense. Oh, I certainly. Um. Yeah, why didn't they do it on the 400th anniversary? I don't know, might have been more, more luck, but uh, there you go. Um, but he's probably a tourist, so yeah, get back in by that point. Um, yeah, so you know, it's influenced the, quite a lot of literature. Um, mm-hmm. was, you know, there's a big anniversary 400 years after the thing. It's um, I mean, it sounds very much like our own Salem witch trials in a way. Um, we did a lot of witch burning though for a while, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much. I mean, the whole bit at the stake thing actually happened. Mm-hmm. I think that was more of a um, heretics Catholic, in Catholic Spain, thing, yeah. really. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there. Were, well, actually, no, there was. Um, we did do a fair bit of burning. No, at there the was No, there was. Actually, no, I say that, but actually, there was. Um, for heretics, there was a fair bit of burning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been around sort of, Elizabeth from kind of Queen. Burned burn the slightly different interpretation of the same text out of them. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the things are so obscure, that literally. You know, nobody really knows the difference unless they've studied divinity for like ten years. Anyway, and even um, then, it's your interpretation. Yeah, exactly. There is but, no right and wrong answer. Well, sounds like somebody needs a good burning to get themselves along. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. So there you go, Chris. I'm asking um, for it. That's kind of it, to be honest with you. Okay. I thought that was, was a bit of an interesting one because uh, yeah. you know they've been been convicted, they've been retried in '97. They, you know, that it seems to have been done according to the law. I can imagine That's them sort enough. of going, "Yeah, all right, I'll I'll have a look through the case, and then just like picking up the file and then just letting it fall out of his hands. All right, yeah, no, we're not retrying this. We're we're we to be honest. We're a bit busy trying to put through some sort of rules around." hate speech and that kind of stuff, which is probably a bit more important. (laughs) Cool. All right, Neil, so should we go through our scoring system? Yes. So, Neil, spookiness. What do you reckon? Hit me with your rhythm stick. I think, yeah, I think it's kind of like, um, it's quite spooky. I think at this time, then you, you know, and there's quite a lot of religious fervour around the country at this point. To, you know, you are people. Because I think the witch laws actually came in with Elizabeth I, which would have been about, you know, twenty or thirty years before. So people would have believed in this stuff, and um, I, th- I think you would, you know, if you, someone cursed you, and then you. It was a over hot and button had stroke, issue. You would, you would find it quite spooky, you know. If I, yeah, you know, if somebody begged me for some pins, and I was feeling a bit, you know, not like not giving you some free pens for whatever reason and he cursed me, and I had a stroke. Um, yeah, I, that would make me think twice. Get your own pins. Yeah. I've got to sell these. Put yourself up by your bootstraps and find <laughs> pins in your way. You're, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it is quite, um, there is points where, you know, other, other elements in terms of, you know, basically how everyone just turn, turns on one another. But I hmm. don't really believe that they were real, sort of, witches, obviously, which don't exist. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I, I think at the time, you know, you probably, probably would have found it quite spooky. So I give it a six. Six, okay. Um, I think it's a shame that the coincidence happened of which kind of spirals everything out of control of someone going oh, can I have some pins? No, these are my pins, fuck off. And you go, ah, oh, curse you. And then a few minutes later, the person has a stroke. Right, I think that's... A... And then everything kind of snowballs from Slightly there. Incident. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe that perhaps they were witches to the extent that they possibly lived a different lifestyle and weren't necessarily very Christian and also were medicine Women, I think that's possible. Um, you know, and I can imagine that maybe they did curse people and stuff. I don't, you know, kind of, yeah, they might have getting, believed they had some powers, yeah, might have believed it. Um, but I think, sort of, the overall, sort of, the, the overall feeling at that time that kind of you'd be walking on eggshells all the time and not sure if you're going to be called a witch. I think that's quite a spooky time because. If that happens, the outcome's pretty dire for you. So uh, I'm going to give it a 7 nil. Cool. So believability, well, it all definitely happens. So it's very believable. Do I believe there were witches, as in green faces, Macbethian-style witches? No, I don't. Do I believe that they were um, people who uh, lived outside of what was considered... The normal society at the time and very christian all that kind of stuff yes i do um yeah i mean it's very believable um the only thing which is going to knock some points off is that you know well i don't i don't know i mean it depends what your definition of a witch is really yeah do i think that their curses worked no but the rest of it yeah it all happens. so i'm giving it a nine nil Cool. Yeah, I'm going to go with an eight for sort of similar reasons. I think he doesn't quite go there because, you know, the, I don't believe that they had curses and the Witches and all the rest of it. But as you say, I suspect the people at the time, you know, they documented into it as well as they could and actually, you know, to the extent that even some of the people seem to believe themselves to actually be witches according to the accounts yeah. um, and probably thought they did have some sort of power. Um, you know, and these do seem to be, as I say, Quite often you see in these cases, it will be just like some um, some woman living on her own who's, you know, just like, yeah, have some healing um, arse, whatever. These they feel more like, I mean, not all of them maybe, I don't know, but more like kind of like a couple of small-time criminal families or something and just kind of doing a bit of an extortion racket, but they might have believed they had some powers. I mean, you see a lot of that around that time because hmm. of the all of the, you know, the push-pull between Catholicism and Protestantism and you've gone back and forth a bit with... Mary and then Elizabeth and um, just had the Well and with the old with the old school beliefs which you would still have in the countryside No absolutely and a lot of you know a lot of people would have stuck to their Catholic things and the, but then being told that that's actually kind of completely religious it would have been a you know a confusing time and a lot of I mean there's a lot when you read about kind of around Henry VIII they were kind of like you know um, even the church would get involved with you know there'd be like some holy woman it would just be like some you know probably a, a, you know some lady afflicted with mental illness but she believed through some kind of Hmm. saint or had holy powers or whatever, and then, you know, prophecy the king's demise or something and get into sorts of trouble. This I remember reading a couple of accounts of that in Henry VIII's history. Um, and I think, even so, everyone around the time, even the king, they would have been quite shitting themselves up about this kind of stuff. You know, they would have believed in that. Sort of, so, um, yeah, um, uh, an eight for me just struck down by the fact that, yeah, they don't believe that the curses were real. So, Neil, reach. So probably not huge on this one, I guess. I mean, the big thing for me is the fact that it's still around after 400 years and people still think, you know, Pendle Hill, this is kind of got this... I mean, I imagine it's just like a, you know, a nice scenic area and it just inspires all of that kind of thing. Um, it hasn't been overdeveloped, developed. Um, but I can't imagine it's one that's known about massively around the rest of the world. Um you know, maybe some people in Salem do, but I think it's more of a UK thing. I've got to mention, actually, Chris, they have, like, some buses in the local towns now on the Pendle route. They have a, the Witch's Way route, and they've a little cartoon witch on the bus and things like this. That. It's oh. a nice way to celebrate your history, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know, look, we hung 10 people, probably, innocent. some for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there you go. These Things all get turned into a bit of a cartoon. So, yeah, I'm... So length of time wise, I think it has to bump it up a little bit, but I don't I doubt it's known very well outside the UK. So I'm gonna give it a five. Five. Yeah, so um I hadn't heard of this one. Um I've you know I knew sort of, I know vaguely about sort of the witches that kind of period where people were being hung and burnt and all that kind of stuff. Um I hadn't heard of this one in particular. Um I mean, there's been lots of books and stuff about it, and probably the most famous one is uh the Terry Pratchett Omen one, because that was a TV series with two yeah. good actors in it. Um, but I mean there's I mean, if you watch that, you wouldn't have any idea about you'd have to go and research to find out about this story. Um Yeah. So, so they just I, used the name, it wasn't really yeah. based on yeah. um. So I don't think it's got very high reach, um, not even across the UK really, um, but it's old. So uh, for that, I'm going to give it a four. Ooh. So uh, narrative slash premise. Well, again, like this, the narrative's all there, you know, it's actually kind of recorded and it was, you know, stuff that was done and it's just legal documents about it. Um yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult because it's not like a fantastic, fabulous kind of fabulous story. It's actually just like this shit happened. You know, I guess it's got the kind of two warring families, that child who was induced to uh, point the finger for, you know, whether that was the child being a prick or whether the child was offered something or whether the child was basically bullied into doing it. All three, all three could be the case. Um, But I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's gone on, you know, people still talk about it and it has been used for novellas and stuff. So there's obviously something there. Um, So I'm going to give it a four. Neil. Neil. I think it would be a bit higher for me because I think, I think it's quite a rich, one of those, you know, truth is stranger the fiction stories. So I think there's quite a lot of elements in that. As you say, it is all kind of laid out and I don't know how much you build on it. But the fact that, you know, 400th anniversary, some quite famous authors wrote, um, you know, short stories or novellas or whatever and on those, and you know, it's inspired quite a bit of that kind of thing. Um you know, I think there is quite... So, again, I think, you know, the, 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 what's quite interesting here, and it, it's fascinating to me that this is 80 years before the Sane Witch Trials as well, because we've all heard of those, but it's not so well publicised. But, um, yeah, the, the, you know, the fact that there's the feuding between the two families, um, you know, they were threatening to sort of, you know, blow, the, blow up the... Um, I think, you know, Mark, let's put it this way, Michael Baker could make a good movie out of this if he wanted to. So, you know, if you want your Transformers to go somewhere else in history, I'd go Pendle, Circa 16, 12, might be my advice. So, uh, yeah, I'm for that reason, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. Okay, and that gives us an overall score of 50. So, pretty high. Not too too shabby at all. Um, So, if you uh, are or know any witches, please feel free to get in contact at herb.legends.podcast at gmail.com. I've met a Wiccan. Have you? I have. Yeah, Tiger. It's called. Really? Was yeah. that a uni, um, or just in Brighton? It would have been around, it was just in Brighton, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, would have, it was around uni time, but yeah. Yeah, did they do? Did you pay them for any curses? Well, no. well, what they did do... and it was, was did they do white white magic? Well, we went to a party with them, and right. they were kind of everyone was a bit kind of mildly insufferable, but actually, they they they. So, They'd invited this bard along, so he took a load of wood to go and have a fire on Brighton Beach. A, a bard? Yeah. So he's right. a Scottish guy, so it's like, well, you know, the tradition is you pay them a meal and then they'll sing you songs. Right. You know? and anyway, so we're down rubbish, but this guy, was, this guy was awesome, actually. He's kind of like, yeah. he's like, rather than a meal, he's like, no, I'll just have four tenants, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, four thanks. And then he sang a load of really cool folk music. I, I, okay. I'd love to actually remember what those songs he sang were, because actually, you know, he was a good guitarist and he, you know, sang a load of like fake stuff I'd never heard of, but it was kind of cool. So he was really sound. He was like, no pretence yeah. at all. He wasn't like, oh, well, you know, I'm putting on a bit of a because you know, everyone else was like a bit, you know, just like, yeah, just yeah. finding themselves, you know, but a bit kind of like Amdram kind of thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but he was just like, no, bullshit. it's like, yeah, I'm a bard. It's very hit and booze and I'll sing you some songs. Very hit and miss the old guitarists slash fire on Brighton Beach. Very hit and miss. I mean, you would you would assume that that would have gone very, very badly. And that was what was quite funny about it. It was like, no, this guy's really good, actually. So yeah, because generally good. what you get is, it's weird, because if you have a bonfire on the beach in Brighton, sort of at, like, two in the morning or something, always... that I mean, I think they must just... Someone's want, coming up, asking to share the sheriff. Someone's coming, yeah. Someone, yeah, but someone with a guitar. I, mean, I, think, I think. or someone with a guitar, yeah, I think example. they must just, like... Come out and then just walk up and down the seafront with a guitar, Looking and then for anyone who they can perform. Yeah. anyone who they can who listen. And then the thing about it is, they always start playing a song and they play like maybe the first verse and chorus and then stop. It's like, <laughs> uh, Which uh, think it's, it' is very much like you know when we were in a band like Northern Northern Irish. Oh, sorry. Irish pubs in North London very much yeah. our bonfires, Chris. You know very much our bonfires, yeah. Hunt it up and down in Canada. But we finished the songs. That's the thing. That's we true, didn't yeah. we didn't like play... we wrote our own songs and played. We, for we wrote our own songs, and yeah, and 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 started, middled, and finished them rather than sort of start doing like, I don't know, a Powell and a Teeny song and then stopping after one verse and one chorus. It's like either play the song or fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Get away from my fire. Um Cool. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that and we will see you next week if, uh, you know, if like us, you're in what is potentially going to be the hottest ever temperatures recorded in the UK. Then drink lots of water and uh, wear a nice white floppy hat. Goodbye. Goodbye.